Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Voted Best of Las Vegas two years in a row. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning tequila since 2011. Whole beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Zach Fonderant. All right, welcome in, hockey fans in the Southwest and ever anywhere you may be listening to our live podcast tonight on the Podbean app. Scott Strandy here with Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Uh, I am on the road. I am uh, on the 15th floor of the Bally's Hotel in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, with a beautiful view of the Strip, uh, courtesy of our friends at uh, Harris. And uh, my co-host, as always, I believe, is joining me from beautiful Chandler, Arizona, Zach Bondurant. How are you? I'm good. I'm getting a little cold. That's uh, it's definitely a little jab at Paul there because it really is only like 50-something. So, uh, no, it's definitely cooled down in the desert. So, uh, um, I'm enjoying it, and it's starting to look a lot like hockey season. Oh, sounds a lot like hockey season. Feels a lot like hockey season. Schedules are out, at least for the NCAA part of uh, our coverage. Uh, we're waiting for NHL and AHL. Uh, part of the reason I'm in uh, Vegas is uh, the majority of our show tonight, Zach. We're talking about the Henderson Silver Knights. They're going to unveil their jerseys right after the uh, show ends tonight. It's going to be on local TV. So we're going to be a chance to uh, see those right away. And then um, tomorrow, 10 a.m., the media is invited into uh, the new Lifeguard Arena, the practice home in Henderson of the Henderson Silver Knights. So exciting stuff here in Vegas. We're also running a fantastic corporate partnership. It's only going to last this week, and it's only going to last uh, for the people in Vegas. So if you have a business in Vegas, you want to become a corporate partner, just $777, which is 77% off, um, and it's for seven days to get on board our podcast, our website, everything we do here at Ice Time Hockey Southwest. So what do you think of that? I mean, yeah, it's definitely the it's definitely a deal to get to get rolling and be a part of the team. Um, I mean, we just continue to grow and I think it's just going to continue to be a, a great investment for anybody who wants to jump on. And uh, we're always appreciative and we'll definitely support anyone who comes in and and helps us out. Well, as I said, it is a uh, Jersey night tonight. Uh, everybody's been waiting, and the Vegas Golden Knights did it right uh, when they when they came into existence and uh, brought out the jerseys and celebration and had a great fanfare. Uh, it's a little bit different for the AHL team because, A, it's the AHL, uh, and, B, it's the fact that uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So they had to do it a little bit differently, but as you would expect from Vegas, they found a way to do it. Uh, as I said, the jerseys will be revealed tonight uh, right at the end of our show. And tell you how big-time hockey is in Vegas, Zach, uh, the NBC affiliate is going to do the uh, jersey presentation live from 7.30 till 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, so uh, right after uh, as our show ends. So exciting. Um, uh, Kerry, Kerry Bubolz, the president of the Golden Knights, uh, said that he's really impressed with the with the jerseys and proud of them. Um, basically, he said the end, of his, end results are an official Henderson Silver Knights jersey that, that people can be proud of, whether they wear them on the ice or in just day-to-day life. So that kind of tells you what, what Vegas is all about and, and the community of Henderson is all about. So we're looking forward to talking more a little bit about their teams. Before we jump into that, though, um, the, uh, the Arizona Coyotes made some news today, added a, uh, 
I think, vice president of marketing. So uh, some new things happening there. We're still waiting for an NHL official schedule. Just your thoughts on the way the NHL is proceeding right now, Zach. Um, well, it sounds like they are looking at February. Last time I heard, um, I think I don't particularly know the reason why, like the date keeps getting pushed back. I'm sure it's definitely for a good reason. I know like December 1st was the targeted start date, but I think they realized that that was just, that was a bit too much of a turnaround. Um, so then they thought January and then now it looks like it'll be most like February. So, um, I mean, the the important thing is is that they're they're trying to get it going, and I think when the NBA announced that they were going to be playing, that's when they are starting to feel the pressure um, to start getting getting the the games going and situated. And um, it sounds like they are going to restructure the conferences for this scenario, um, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, we're going to see um, the conference with. Chicago, that central conference kind of get broken up and maybe be a little bit more, it may level the playing field because that, that, that division, I mean, is just so strong. So um, it should be good. It should be interesting. I'm really excited to see what they do. And I mean, NHL every always does things in top notch fashion. So um, I'm, I don't expect anything less besides something that's going to be uh, phenomenal. Well, let me tell you what I think. I think uh, the delay is, is basically giving them uh, a lot lot more time between the turnaround like you brought up. But I also think it's got a lot to do with fans. Uh, players, uh, owners, everybody knows that uh, revenue is what, what pays the bills, and fan revenue is extremely important. So I believe what's happening is I think the NHL is watching very carefully what's happening in the uh, NFL, and as they start to slowly bring back um, – fans uh, like for example Arizona had 4200 fans uh, yesterday in uh, in uh, State Farm excuse me State Farm Stadium so you can see that there's they're starting to bring back some fans and I think that's what the NHL is probably waiting on more than anything is if they could get even 25% full uh, to start the season that would be a huge improvement now I've also heard uh, that in the restructuring, they've talked about bubble scenarios again. And last night, Zach, on the uh, College Hockey Southwest Live podcast, we had the NCHC uh, Director of Communications, and um, they're they're going to a bubble situation. And I brought that up because I knew we talked in advance. I knew he was going to interrupt me on that. And he said, we're not calling it a bubble because we can't do what the NHL did as far as testing and, and keeping everybody tested. Uh, you know, at the hotels and restaurants and all that. So we're calling it a pod. Um, so now I'm wondering if the NHL might be considering the pods, uh, maybe four or five pods or whatever they come up with. And Vegas, again, is considered uh, a spot for the West. Yeah, and I mean, it only makes sense because if you think about it, just uh, just for pure logistical sakes, they have the best options. They have how many hotels there that they can house those, those players at. So even if I've heard a scenario where you bring them in for two weeks on and a week off. Um, so you come in, you play two weeks and you go home and you're off for a week. Um, so if that is the case, I don't, that was a little while ago. I don't know if that'll be, still be anything near what they do, but um, say you bring seven teams in, or eight teams, you're going to need a bunch of room. So logistically Vegas makes the most sense. Um, it also is one of the entertainment capitals of the U S um, they always seem to just do, do things correct as you've seen through the, the franchise that they have there and then Henderson now coming into it. So it really only makes sense. Um, place like, California does not make any sense with the way that they're kind of operating right now. And if they want fans, I don't think the NHL has any kind of intention to do it there. Um, I'm just thinking more along the lines of this side of the coast. I mean, Texas could be an option. That's They've got plenty of, of, of area to do it. So it really just depends. But yeah, I think the, I think that could be a hybrid thing for, for this season to see what, uh, what they do. And, um, 
if it is in fact going to be broken up into four divisions and those four divisions are like the Canadian division and then kind of Minnesota mixed in with the Southwest division. And then you've got, you know, the metropolitan teams and then uh, the East coast. Um, you got to think like Florida could be a good option. Texas could be a good option. Vegas, Montreal, Vancouver, um, Toronto, and then anywhere in New York could be really good options for them to do a pod for that, those scenarios. Well, you know, and, and stumping a little bit for Vegas because they're in our coverage area and I happen to be here for the next three or four days. Um, when you look at Vegas, where T-Mobile is situated, they have, uh, as you said, several hotels that are walking distance, which, uh, it, again, I'm referring back to the NCHC. When we asked uh, uh, Michael Wiseman uh, yesterday about why Omaha was selected, they said, well, um, first of all, everybody can bus to Omaha. Uh, secondly, when they get to Omaha, they can they can walk from hotels and restaurants so they don't need to be in confined areas. They can go in small groups um, and Omaha to ice sheets. I mean, there are just a number of things, but the number one overriding factor for the NCHC last night was the fact that they had the University of Omaha Medical Center uh, right there close, and, and they were heavily involved in the testing process and, and all of that stuff. But when you speak of Vegas, uh, now they just, you know, tomorrow we're going to open two new ice sheets at the Lifeguard Arena. So now Vegas, who went from a point where they had no hockey, could become a hub of a National Hockey League uh, pod, I guess you'd call it. But uh, So they definitely have the practice sheets now. They have the facility. They have the facility for TV. And they have the hotel. So it, it's going to be exciting, no doubt about it. Yeah, and I mean – like you had said, they're going to go from from a, a city that had no hockey, um, what, a couple years ago, to now they're a major player in the NHL, both on and off the ice, um, considering that this could be a town that, that brings in a really important part to, to the season that's coming up and being a factor of saying, hey, all your games are going to be played here. Um, that shows a lot of confidence in um, in that franchise from the NHL. Um, so I think I think that says a lot about the organization and in and of itself is that they are going to take on that that responsibility and being the hub and they put in the the, the facilities to do so because and I don't know how they'll handle it if it'll necessarily be, like their ice crew, they're, they're hiring everybody. I'm sure the NHL will bring people in to do the stuff there. But um, I'm sure Vegas, the, the franchise, is going to have a lot to do with the success and how it goes on for, uh, for the NHL if they are chosen to be a, a pod city. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, first, from my experience up here, if, uh, if you were going to uh, choose a franchise – it would more than likely be Vegas because uh, they have the resources, they have the enthusiasm. As we're going to talk about tonight uh, in just a little bit, we're going to get into more detail about the Henderson Silver Knights. But um, just keep this in mind for a minute. I don't know how many cities could do this. There's a few, I'm sure. But Vegas sold out all their season tickets for the Golden Knights. They then announced they were having the Henderson Silver Knights come in. I think they announced something like 8,500 was the number that they could take in season ticket deposits, and they sold all of those deposits out. And I don't want to get carried away because it was only like a hundred dollar deposit, so it wasn't anything major. But the fact that uh, that they were able to do that, and obviously, you and I also cover uh, college hockey, and the talk has been with the Frozen Four coming here in 2026. When will UNLV make the jump to NCAA hockey and and give them the trifecta? And I think it's getting really close. And, and let me just throw into this real quick. Um, the AHL team is waiting for their arena to be built. So for the next two seasons, they're going to play at the Orleans Arena. I've been saying this for about three or four years. I said, why doesn't UNLV partner with, with uh, the Orleans and make that their home? And I think, Zach, what's going to happen is after the AHL has been in there for a couple of years – I think Orleans will see that there is a possibility that that could become the home of the 
uh, UNLV Skating Rebels should they decide to make the move to NCAA hockey. So I'm putting the cart just a little bit in front of the horse, but I think you got to look at the whole picture. Um, that would be a beautiful venue for NCAA hockey. Uh, a little bit big maybe, but um, there's no doubt that Vegas wants to support hockey and, and they can't build the rinks fast enough. Yeah, and I mean, if if UNLV does get that opportunity to make the jump to go to D1, um, I really think that the like the Vegas franchise is going to do everything in their power to make it successful because the success of one team will lead to the success of uh, – so, so put it in this perspective. If, if the success of a college team – uh, they will look at that and say, okay, this is going to lead people to go and want to see the minor league team. And they're going to see the pace that is played in college hockey. And they'll say, okay, I got to go see a minor league game. And then they see that pace and they say, oh my gosh, okay, this is even better than college hockey. I got to go see an NHL game. And they're going to see that and they're, oh my gosh, okay, I'm hooked for life. And so now you've got people who can go and you're just cultivating your own fan base. And that's why I think they've had the success. And, Selling out, I mean, a hundred bucks is maybe not a lot of money, but still a hundred bucks. I know I would not put a hundred dollars down if I was not serious about getting season tickets. So that definitely shows you something in the sense that people are serious about their hockey in Vegas. And um, with Vegas uh, putting their minor league team, building ice sheets, opening them up during a pandemic, and getting ready to be. Um, fully successful. Um, I just, I, I think they're they're definitely a model franchise, and the fact that they've only been in the league for what is this their fourth year or maybe third? Um, that's just, I don't know. It shows that when you've got the leadership at the helm, um, like Bill Foley, you you're you're poised for success. So um, I don't think we can say enough about that franchise. Um, because they've just done such a phenomenal job in growing the game in, in Nevada. Okay, before we get into that, let's uh, let's touch on uh, just uh, uh, you know, and there's not a lot going on right now in the NHL or AHL, obviously, but um, ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights, if you will, and the time part of it is, you look at what they've done, right? They've got um, the Colorado Avalanche, um, you've got the Colorado Eagles, and you've got a very, very successful program at uh, the University of Denver. So when you look at those three, um, they've kind of have a roadmap. But the, the thing that I think is different, Zach, in, in between Colorado and, uh, and Las Vegas is the fact that they grew it right away with the, the NHL and, and then got immediate success by going to the Stanley Cup final their first year. And then uh, they bring on the Henderson Silver Knights. And then I think UNLV comes in. And when you look at the, the hierarchy, if you will, or the, the dollars being spent on hockey, uh, prime time, prime dollars obviously go to the Golden Knights. Uh, secondary, though a little lower, a little lower price, uh, ticket pricing for the Henderson Silver Knights. And then you can come in with NCAA hockey and you can fill it with students and you can fill it with families that can come in at a lot cheaper price. Uh, so your succession of what you just told us about the building of the players and the excitement of the game action is also reflected, I think, in in the way they're presenting it to to families. And it, when you say, will Bill Foley and the Golden Knights definitely help uh, bring a, a NCAA program to NCAA or NCAA program to Vegas? One hundred percent, I would think, because I just think he's going to do it very methodically, Golden Knights, Henderson Silver Knights, two or three years down the road, who knows, it could be UNLV that is the next step to major hockey here in Vegas. So um, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, – because when you look at it, you kind of – you have to kind of look at the – look at building a franchise and breaking it down – um, cause it is a business at the end of the day, it's, it's entertainment, it's a business and the, they're in the business of selling tickets and filling the arena. Um, and I think, um, having Vegas 
and and drawing the crowds that they did they saw that there is definitely the demand for hockey and then on top of that they want to also reach the demographic that doesn't want to go to the strip doesn't want to go to t-mobile arena because it really is in the heart of of downtown vegas um so you build a an arena in henderson where you can still expose people to the game and get people to see the product that you're putting out at, which is the game of hockey which is entertaining um, and you're just going to cultivate more and more fans. I mean, the bottom line is, uh, the NHL is definitely the pinnacle of performance for hockey. Um, I think the only thing that would really, uh, rival it would be the Olympics. You're probably going to see the best hockey played in the Olympics. Um, and then after that is definitely the NHL. Um, the steps below that are definitely debatable on where you're going to see the, the next best hockey, um, could be college or it could be the minors. And so then putting that, that minor league team in Henderson is just cultivating more and more fans. And um, with Seattle coming in, I'm sure they're going to take a really similar approach to it. They have a WHL team. I think it's a WHL with uh, um, oh, it's a Seattle franchise. Now it's just, it's escaped me. Um, oh, the Thunderbirds. So, so you have that team, so you kind of have a little bit of a base to build on, and now you're going to put a NHL franchise. They said they're putting their AHL franchise in Palm Springs, California, which is um, kind of interesting in the, in the aspect that they're taking a little bit of a different approach to it. So, um, I, I mean, the blueprint that Vegas has put out, if I had the money and I could buy an NHL franchise, I think I'd follow it to the T of what Bill Foley has done. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree with you on that. I think that uh, Palm Springs AHL facility had something to do with uh, Dave Tippett, the old uh, uh, coach at the Arizona Coyotes and and uh, all over uh, Dallas Stars. And uh, I knew him way back uh, when he was at the University of North Dakota. But uh, Dave Tippett, I think, saw the vision of if you put him there, and people are saying, like, why would you put him there when you're in Seattle? That's too far. Well, it's really not that far on an airplane. And then secondly is when you think about that team uh, being able logistically to travel to the California teams, to uh, Tucson, and then up to Vegas, it's going to make their travel and their travel costs very, very minuscule compared to if they had, say, put that group in Portland. Then they would be flying everywhere they go because there's no other, um, there's no other AHL facility close. So yeah, yeah. And anyway, you have Ontario for the Kings and San Diego for the Ducks, like you said, Tucson and Bakersfield and Bakersfield. Right? Yep. Um, and then, well, Bakersfield's ECHL, right? Or is that, or is it? No, Edmonton's team is in Baker. Bakersfield. Yeah, the Condors. I okay. Yeah. So then you've got you've got that. But you see what what that Saturday. is is that that's a bus league, a real easy bus league, uh, where you yeah. can travel. Um, and, and no secret, that's uh, that's my thought down the road is when that AHL franchise come in, that's a great little market for us because it's it's such a you know close proximity and very easy to get to. So, okay, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and we'll talk a little bit about first of all the uh, the opening tomorrow of Lifeguard Arena. We'll talk a little bit about a particular preview. Then we'll talk about the Henderson Silver Knights, and then we'll wrap it up with a little NHL talk. Uh, as we go. So give us a couple of minutes to, uh, to visit with some of our partners and we'll be right back. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy, big William Carlson fan, or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. 
behind the mask hockey shop celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the arizona hockey community offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you visit any one of our three valley locations or check us out online at behindthemask.com looking for your next car head out to 2401 west bell road in phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. All right, we're back. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada tonight. Uh, 15th floor of the Bally's Hotel as we look over the strip. My co-host as always, Zach Bondrant, joining us from uh, beautiful Chandler, Arizona, where I understand we're all in the 50s right now. So, uh, Burr, get us a warm jacket, right? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely cooler. <laughs> I need to take a, uh, take a jacket when I take my dog for a walk in the, uh, in the evening. So, but I will take that. It's definitely a nice reprieve from the hundred degree and 90 degree weather out here. Yeah. I got a feeling tomorrow morning when I get up to go over to the new lifeguard arena, uh, and it's 39 or 36, I'm going to be glad I have that jacket and shout out to our friends at uh, behind the mask for, for providing us with some really good uh, outerwear as well. Um, as they uh, get ready to, uh, and I can make this announcement now, it's official. The uh, Behind the Mask Shops will become the presenting partner of College Hockey Southwest Live. So uh, welcome aboard, Randy and the guys. If, uh, if you need anything done, uh, you can shop online at BehindTheMask.com or you can go to one of their three different uh, locations in uh, Arizona and uh, pick out all the hockey gear that you need. Welcome aboard to Behind the Mask. 
Okay, let's move on. Uh, as I said, the reason that I, uh, the main reason that I'm in Vegas this week is the opening of the new Lifeguard Arena. Um, I'm going to give you a little background because I was fortunate enough to be part of the media group that toured it uh, when it was about three quarters of the way done, about three or four months ago. Um, located in Henderson, Nevada, uh, there are some very unique things that I'm going to tell you about now, and you're going to see them on the next Sunday special that will feature them. Um, but, but a couple of things, Zach, that you brought up was, first of all, this is a practice facility for the uh, Henderson Silver Knights, and primarily it, it was built before and designed before the uh, they even knew they had an AHL facility. So if you will, it, it doesn't look like it, but uh, they added the facilities for the uh, Silver Knights to the outside of the original plan for the building. So we're talking about something that was designed for youth, uh, high school age, boys and girls, men's leagues, things like that. From what I'm being told, uh, when they open the doors tomorrow at 5 p.m. to uh, the first youth league practice, they are sold out for the rest of the year, uh, the rest of the season, basically, um, as far as ice time. They've booked it all up. So if that's true, uh, pat on the back to the guys over at, uh, at Lifeguard Arena for getting that done. Um, I also want to give you a couple of unique things. Uh, Darren Elliott, the, uh, one of the uh, voices of uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, was our tour guide uh, when we went through it. And, and a couple of things that Darren told us was uh, – City National Arena is beautiful, and uh, they wouldn't trade it for anything. But like anything, when you build it, things become a little bit obsolete down the road, or maybe you do some things and you go, gosh, I wish I hadn't done that. So what Lifeguard Arena, when it opens tomorrow at 10 a.m. for the media, it's going to be an experience that they took the very best that uh, City National had, and they took some of the things that they didn't want at City National they made those changes. They incorporated them all into Lifeguard Arena. One of the things you'll notice, uh, and, and hopefully we'll have some good video for you uh, this weekend, but when you uh, are at, at City National, they have a restaurant and bar that runs the length of the ice, and people are able to sit up there and eat and watch uh, games on both sides if they want. Um, what they did a little differently was – uh, at Lifeguard, they opened up an end, and that end will also have an outdoor patio, uh, which just so happens to give you one of the best views of the, uh, the Vegas Strip that you will ever see. So that's just a little uh, excitement uh, that I know is coming, um, and I know you're excited to get up there to shoot some <laughs> shoot some uh, photographs as well. But uh, from what I've said and what I've told people. Your thoughts on what uh, we can expect from Lifeguard Arena? I mean, it, even if it was designed to be like quote unquote practice facility, um, it's a brand new arena, and I mean, I think that definitely speaks speaks volumes to the fact that they've sold out just ice time. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not too pumped to get up at like 4.30 in the morning and get to the, the hockey rink for those 5 a.m. practices. <laughs> so the fact that those are sold out and those are like those, – those are for the youth hockey. Those are the kids that, you know, want to try and take a step in the right direction like Dom Garcia did um, coming out of Vegas and now being with the Division One uh, college at ASU. Um that is only having that arena is only going to cultivate those type of players. And if, I mean, it's an investment, it's an investment. If you grow up playing hockey, you're going to be a hockey fan. Uh, it's always, you know, who's your favorite team? Well, in this circumstance, it's most likely going to be the Vegas golden Knights or the Henderson silver Knights. So that just brings, you're building your ticket base from the ground up you're having these kids become fans by playing hockey in the arena that you built. And I, I think it's going to be an excellent facility and I can't, I honestly can't wait to get up there and see what it looks like. And I mean, there's nothing beats brand new sheet of ice. So um, I, it's just, it's just once again shows how great Vegas is, has been at, at cultivating the fan base and cultivating a good culture for for hockey and, and building those uh, building those relationships starting young. And, and 
typical Vegas fashion, uh, once they announce the jerseys tonight, um, we're less than 25 minutes away uh, until that happens. You will be able to go online at uh, HendersonSilverKnights.com or VegasGoldenKnights.com and uh, purchase your jerseys online. But tomorrow they will open up what they're calling the livery, which is the new um, team shop in the practice facility. So tomorrow at 10 a.m., you'll be able to get in there and, and shop the team shop as well. So um, marketing, marketing, marketing leads to revenue, 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 usually translates to success, success, success on the ice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's and it's one thing um, to reveal the jerseys. And I think that's um, I think it's, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see. Um, a part of me kind of expects it to be very similar to what Vegas has, uh, since that's what they kind of did uh, with the logo, which it, the logo looks great, and I'm, I'm sure the jerseys are going to look phenomenal. Um, but it definitely, if you build the hype to it and you release something that somebody's so excited for, having that ability to just say, "Hey, I'm going to purchase this right now," um, just creates it. It just creates a influx of cash and. Um, yeah, their marketing is phenomenal. Their their product of hockey is phenomenal. Um, everybody we've dealt with is phenomenal. So it's just it once again speaks volumes to how great the organization is, and and I think they're definitely going to be around for a really long time and have a lot of success in the future. Okay, and then about six seven miles down the road, uh, Zach from the Henderson Lifeguard Arena and practice facility for the Silver Knights. Uh, construction is well underway on the 6,000-seat uh, game arena for the Silver Knights. So, um, And this can't be, I don't think, uh, stated enough. Uh, the fact that you're going to have your NHL team and your AHL team, all the players, all the coaches, everybody within 15 to 30 minutes of each other, it really is going to be an advantage, I would think, at all levels. And, you know, obviously the proximity is nice, but um, th there's an opportunity for the coaches at the AHA level uh, to, to gain so much knowledge from the NHL level and for the management group to be able to pluck players from the AHL up to the NHL, or if you need to send somebody down or for conditioning or whatever, you're all within a 30 minute range. And, you know, uh, I know one of the things they're highlighting tomorrow is going to be the fact that there are some local guys uh, that uh, quote unquote local uh, Reed Duke, the first ever um, signed player by the Vegas Golden Knights will be around. And um, you know, that it, there's just so many tie-ins to the whole thing, and I think that's a big, big part of what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, and again, it, it just shows that they've built this this from the ground up. They have they're going to have Reed Duke there. I'm sure they're going to have a few other. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if UNLV is invited too. Just building building that community and we talked about it earlier that it went from a community with no professional sports teams and then Vegas comes in, the golden Knights come in, have the success. And then all of a sudden the Oakland Raiders decide, Oh, Hey, let's, that sounds like a great idea. So we're going to move there too. They come in. Um, they're, they're the Raiders and no, I hope nobody gets hurt by that, but I'm sure they know what I'm talking about. They're four and three right now. It's just it's how it goes. So I'm sure they're going to have the success in the future, but um, it, it just shows the type of town Vegas is. And if you follow a good, if you, if you have good people working for you and it seems like both those organizations do, they're just going to grow and grow. And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I think Vegas is going to have uh, a lot of success this season. Um, I still, I still think Colorado may have a jump on them on getting the cup first, but, um, I think Vegas is, is really going to make a hard push to, to get it this year. And I really believe it's, it's Stanley cup or bust for them, uh, over this season and the next season. I think if they don't raise a cup in the next two seasons, you're going to see a really big overhaul. 
Yeah, I think that uh, is a definite possibility. I don't think anybody in Vegas wants to hear that. <laughs> I, I know, and I'm all... sorry. And I, <laughs> and again, I still think, like, I still think they get it. In the two years, I don't see how they don't get it. And honestly, like this year, I, it it makes a lot of sense on paper. They've got two number one goalies. They have on paper probably the toughest lineup that I can think of um as far as being all around so it, it they're poised to win it this year so don't get me wrong vegas i i love you guys don't get mad at me <laughs> no i i didn't mean it that way but i mean um what what i think uh bill foley has shown is the first year everybody said you can't do that you can't do that and he said watch me and he put together the the vegas quote unquote misfits and they went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Then they said, "You can't, you can't do all this with with this kind of a uh, uh, cap space, with limiting your cap space." He said, "Watch me," and uh, and they were successful the next two years. Now this year, he's really pushed the envelope. He's got two goaltenders earning about twelve million dollars uh, between the two of them, and taking on a ton of that eighty-one point five million in cap space. And everybody said, "You can't do that. You can't do that." He said, "Watch me." Uh, and then he went out and yeah. signed, and then signed the guy like Alex, Alex Petrangelo to uh, to a free agent contract. Uh, Mark Stone, Pacioretty. You go down the list, and you ask Vegas people here, would they have liked to have kept uh, Nate Schmidt? Absolutely, he's a heck of a player, and would been would have been great. But you just can't keep everybody. And unfortunately, there had to be some decisions made, and they think they made the right ones. So. Um, to say that they'll ever rebuild, I, I'm just not sold on, on that theory just from the standpoint that they always seem to find uh, players. And, uh, you know, I know the NHLPA doesn't want to hear this, but uh, there is such thing as a home so- hometown discount in Las Vegas. <laughs> um, the community sells it. The owner sells it. The facilities sell it. Um, there's great facilities everywhere. But the difference being right now is – that you can come and have a great hockey facility. Uh, you can live in, live in Summerlin. There's no state taxes. You can uh, you can enjoy great weather. Uh, that's one of the things Alex Petrangelo said right away is um, that he, he's got twins, and they said he said it's going to be so great not to have to worry about bundling up in snow all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I think so. There's a, I think there's those a lot are the of two advantage. biggest factors. Yeah, I think those are the two biggest factors. One, state tax. Like that's. I think California, I think that's why those California teams are having a really hard time finding a success that they need is because that's state tax. Um, and you have you have one state over that doesn't have it, and then you've got great weather. Um, so, I, yeah, I know the hometown discount is a no-no uh, to speak of, but the fact of the matter is it's just you look at it and it's like, geez, if I was, if I was picking – that if if they wanted me there it it'd be hard for me to turn it down honestly <laughs> yeah absolutely and uh which you know, i want to i want to say i still have my skates and my stick and my glove they all still fit <laughs> so vegas if you do need somebody i can come really cheap and i can fit right in that cap space <laughs> yeah well here's the thing though they were just telling me that you cannot bring the camera if you're going to come the camera's out uh, just, if I still get the okay, if I still get to play, that that's fine. I mean, I can okay. make it work. Uh, I, I'm kidding you because I just know how much you're dying to get back <laughs> behind the lens and and get some of those great shots for us. We look forward to that. Um, let me just put a cap on on the uh, Silver Knights Arena uh, practice arena, lifeguard arena in Henderson. Uh, features two ice sheets, as I said, retail space, meeting space, team space for the Henderson Silver Knights a full-service restaurant and coffee shop, uh, also open at a few later dates. They have the library, which is the uh, the new team shop there. All of that will be open uh, beginning uh, Tuesday at 10 a.m. for the uh, the media and for the, uh, the different um, dignitaries that they'll have out. And then uh, 5 p.m., they start their first youth practice, and from that point on, it, it rolls on and rolls on. So... Um, Congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights, Henderson Silver Knights, 
for all of that. I promised uh, we'd wrap up the last 15 minutes with just some NHL talk. You got anything uh, breaking up in Colorado that you've heard of? Uh, to be honest, not really. Um, I Not surprised because it's been – very very quiet uh, once the uh, yeah there's draft is over with a and, lot. yeah and and then the free agency was taken care of and all those things so so now you're looking at uh we just sit and wait right but uh we're not going to because we've got ncaa hockey coming ahead <laughs> yeah and i mean i mean the thing is too um i will say i'm surprised that sakic hasn't uh come out and and done some long-term contracts for like Landeskog. Um, so that's the only thing that I, that I would think that's kind of noteworthy is that they just haven't, they do, they did rename the stadium, the arena, the ball arena, yeah. it's no longer the Pepsi center. That's been yep. a few weeks, but I mean, we're not really breaking news on that one. It's just something to talk about. Um, so that's kind of interesting, but um, yeah, other than that, I think it's really just waiting for the, the NHL PA and, in the NHL to kind of get an idea of what uh, what they're looking for as far as getting games going and getting these guys back on the ice. And then, of course, uh, in in uh, Arizona, it's uh, rebuilding the front office, rebuilding the scouting. They got a new general manager, a new president, CEO, a new owner uh, within the last year. So a lot of rebuilding going on in Arizona. And all the things that I've heard um, from the inside there is that uh, everybody's happy with uh, with Bill Armstrong and the job that he's done to uh, to put things together. They're excited about getting on the ice and getting started. Um, they'll be in Tucson, obviously, with the uh, with the Roadrunners down there, and then the Coyotes. But uh, really, a lot of unknowns because cap space uh, issues, and then you know, how is your team going to come together? They added some pieces, uh, a little bit of strength and toughness during the off season, but. Uh, but how does that all come together, right? And especially in a very, very strong uh, Western Conference, it, it's going to be hard uh, to for them to compete this first year, I think. But, okay, let me rephrase that. Not compete. They will compete. I think they got some real talent. But uh, to be successful and to make a, a deep playoff run, I think is uh, really up against it. Yeah, that's that's probably the best way to put it um because they are they <laughs> politically are, correct way to put it <laughs> yeah they, they're young it's gonna be tough i mean there's no secret that right now the coyotes are, are in a little bit of a pickle um they're they seem to to have an idea of how to dig themselves out of it um they do still have some trade chips uh, with Phil Kessel, um, you've got the goalie situation where you've got uh, Kemper. Um, if he comes out and really shines and shows that he can put the type of numbers up he did at the beginning of last year, um, he could be a really good trade chip to um, to get some prospects and, and some draft picks back. So, uh, Because the other aspect, too, is I think – what Vegas has done is they've got two number one goalies. And I think teams are going to look at it and be like, well, I guess we better do that too. So maybe we should uh, give up some pieces to get Kemper who can be our, our second number one and, and give us a good shot to make a Stanley cup run this year. So um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It'll definitely be very interesting. Um, I think they're definitely looking down the road to see, how do we get the highest draft picks? Not saying they're going to dive um, because you have the draft lottery. And if you're anything like the Canucks, you're never going to win it. Um, so <laughs> it's, it, it's, or you know what, in this circumstance, be like the Oilers get three in a row. Um, but uh, you know, I think they're looking towards the future to find out how they can, they can recoup some picks, get some prospects, build it and, and still compete because that's what they they've shown that they want to do. They want to keep these players. Oliver Ekman Larson wasn't traded. Phil Kessel wasn't traded. Kemper wasn't traded. So they definitely want to compete, but they do still have to kind of be in a rebuilding mode. Well, the thing that, that I'm most, um, I guess, shocked at at this point is uh, we've heard from Rick Dock at the head coach just one time publicly since the, uh, 
the end of the season um, when they were bowed out of the playoffs, if you will. Uh, so I'm curious to, uh, to just kind of understand what, what his thinking is and why you wouldn't have him more involved, um, at least in, in the presence of the media. I know there's been talk about Shane Doan. Uh, I don't see that happening. Um, as the be coach? Wrong, uh, no, as, a, uh, as some sort of um, – management position which would bring and what i'm talking about here what i'm getting at is mm. is the point of bringing some more excitement and uh, creating an environment i mean you could not have two more different uh cities than glendale and las vegas as far as the the way hockey is is booming uh it, it's great at the youth levels in arizona but that they, they need eventually to have some success at the professional level. So these guys have somebody to look up to. Um, yeah. They have it in Vegas and Henderson. They don't have it right now in Arizona and they got to get it back. Yeah, no. And that's, I think that's kind of the idea. And again, we go back to the, the blueprint that Vegas has. If you build your culture from the ground up, um, you need to get people involved in the sport. And the best way to do that is to put rinks in. Um, and partner with local, those local teams. Um, and in this circumstance in Tucson would be perfect because you have the university of Arizona, um, that would be, a, a that, that could utilize that rink. You could get youth teams in there. It's not too far away from Phoenix. You can have those kids playing up in, uh, in the Phoenix area. So, um, hopefully we see that soon. I, I think they're going to, they're going to really make a push to try and become that, um, that team that, that invests in, in the culture in, in Arizona and becomes a, a good staple like, uh, like the Cardinals have and the Diamondbacks have, uh, within the state. So, okay. So what I'll say is, uh, kind of putting a bow on everything from up here in Vegas is, the Orleans Arena will be the home for the new Silver Knights uh, for the next uh, two seasons. 9,500 seats uh, in uh, the Orleans Arena. It's a horseshoe shape, very good sight lines for hockey. Uh, it used to be the home of the ECHL franchise, the Wranglers, when they were there. So uh, luxury boxes are there. They have a great press box. They've got great uh, facilities, great parking. I mean, they got a little of everything, so... That's going to be a great way for them to uh, to introduce themselves to the Henderson Las Vegas area. Then the Henderson Event Center coming down the road uh, in two years. They're going to have six thousand seats there uh, with luxury boxes, and that'll be a multi-purpose venue as well. But definitely, it's going to be the home of the uh, the Henderson Silver Knights, no doubt about it. And I think that will be um, their their crown jewel for the Henderson area. I know that the, the Raiders have their practice facility there and all that stuff, but um, we're talking hockey, and I think that's that's what's going to happen. Uh, I am really excited to uh, to get up to to Denver and see the uh, the uh, Eagles and the Avalanche play once uh, that starts. And in the meantime, we're going to fill ourselves with uh, NCAA hockey because we have all kinds of NCAA hockey. And I know this is professional hockey, but I just want to touch on what's happened. Uh, in NCAA hockey. So while you're waiting for February to get around, get out and see some really good, not only uh, NCAA, but ACHA hockey because uh, they're underway, right? Uh, the Arizona State Sun Devils have been adopted by the Big Ten. They'll play a Big Ten schedule all on the road, which is going to be unique in itself, but there'll be a lot of TV and Big Ten network uh, uh as well as CBS Sports, I think, has some, and maybe NBC has the uh, Notre Dame game. So there'll be a lot of uh, uh, ways to watch, but just won't be there in person. And then secondly is the NCHC announced their schedule today. I know you have that, and you're working on that for us on the website, but they will start in their pod for uh, December 1st to the 16th. They're going to play every day, two, at least two games a day, every day except Mondays. Mondays will be the off day. And uh, they're going to play um, basically cross-conference, if you will. Uh, so every team, will, I think, gets 16 games in or 10 or 16 games, something like that. And then after uh, the new year, they will start to do their travel. And, again, the travel has been condensed to try to make it as close as possible for teams to travel to. So uh, all-conference play. There will be no interconference play uh, for anybody this year. 
uh, except for the independents. LIU and, uh, well, I guess Arizona State being adopted by the Big Ten is going to be considered one of them right now. It won't play any other games either. So uh, it's going to be fun. I know you're looking at it uh, as an opportunity to get out and get some photos. We're waiting on that as well. So lots of good things uh, on the on the road ahead. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be um... – it's definitely encouraging to see that we're we're starting to make some some progress, and um, I think one of the big things is at least just having a schedule. And as far as we know, um, I mean, we're well underway, and ASU is ASU is probably oh man, what they're probably going to be on a plane ride Thursday. So long as they get there, and I think if you start, uh, it's going to be hard to stop the college hockey train. So. Um, let's just keep keep rolling. Yeah, I think the big thing is as long as something doesn't happen like we saw happen with Notre Dame <laughs> football when they upset Clemson and and uh, stormed the field and there was probably 30,000 people on the football field, uh, it, as long as that doesn't happen, and I don't see that happening with hockey because they're not going to have any fans in there anyway, and they're not letting us media guys get anywhere near the players. So <laughs> yeah. we should be and pretty honestly, good as far as I that. Mean, I don't know. It looked like it was mostly students. Um, it, I think I feel like it was mostly students. So if you're going to have anybody storm the field, somebody who's got a young and, and youthful immune system. And the fact of the matter is these kids have been – if people don't know where Notre Dame is, it's in the middle of nowhere. So these kids <laughs> right. who are there, they've been cooped up. So they've probably like – I'm sure if it's – it's in the middle of nowhere. They're already quarantined. So um, – <laughs> right. I don't know. So I look at it. I was like, you know what? Let them enjoy. I, that's my personal opinion. I, they're already self-quarantined basically because Notre Dame is literally in the middle of Illinois. So um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, but yeah, no. There's okay. Well, let me, let me guys. correct you there before somebody does. It's technically in Indiana, but I think you can throw a stone to Illinois from where they're at. But South Bend, oh, Indiana. Is it? Yeah, it's technically in Indiana, but you could throw a stone to my... Lake Michigan, and you could throw a stone into Illinois. <laughs> that, sh- that shows my well, geography for, well, uh, for I'm that because I'm gonna I'm gonna so teach you geography. If we can get you to get to get to South Bend and see ASU and Notre Dame, and then drive uh, four hours over to Dubuque and, and see Dubuque in Chicago, and then drive another. I don't know, six, seven hours, or not even that, five hours to Omaha and see some games. You will know your geography by the time we hit uh, mid-December. Done. And you know the sad part is? <laughs> is I've actually driven from Michigan, Ann Arbor, all the way to California. I just, I, I thought it. Didn't I thought pay attention. Was a, I guess so, yeah. Well, when you're going through those states, there's not a lot. Iowa was great. I loved Iowa. Indiana and Illinois, I was like, okay, like this all looks very similar, but it's not not bagging on those states. That's I was just making a joke. So, I hear you. Okay, so uh, we'll wrap up this edition of uh, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly by saying uh, tomorrow's a big day for Henderson, Nevada. It's a big day for uh, AHL hockey in the Southwest. I will be there. Uh, Stephen Marsh will be with me. Uh, we will both be bringing you everything that we can on our social media feeds. I do want to throw out one more time, if you're in Vegas and you own a business and you want to become a corporate partner, this week is the week to do it. $777 gets you a more than $2,500 value in our corporate partnership. Gets your name, gets your business name, not only on the podcast, but also gets it uh, on the website where you can uh, – Team up with the Henderson Silver Knights, with the Vegas Golden Knights, or the UNLV Skating Rebels, and get your name out there. It will never be lower, folks. So uh, get to me, direct message me, email me, uh, scott at ithsw.org or ithswsales at gmail.com. Either way, you can reach me. Uh, send me a message on social media. Tell me you want to take a look at it. Tell me you want to sign up, and we'll get it all done for you this week while I'm in Las Vegas. Um, from the 15th floor at Bally's Hotel in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Your temporary office. <laughs> exactly. All right, my friend, take it away, and we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. All right, so Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. 
Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, the presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood, Ice Time Hockey SW sent you, and let him know that you want to see the Bell Ford difference. Online at bellford.com or in the showroom at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Verizon, the 5G and the 5G Ultra Band for business that America's been waiting for. Buy summer skates. Fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozie and shower shoes. Go to Ice Time S. Go to IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. Beers, burgers, and sports. 12 Valley locations and two in California. Visit ColdBeers.com for more information and 10. Whew, sorry, folks. It's it's definitely a Monday. And take out specials for cold beers and cheeseburgers. <laughs> but Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Where you can provide all, where we can provide all your hockey needs, for inline or ice. See the website at our three via locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at five six eleven South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where, despite how long it takes to eat your meal, there's no, there's so many delicious choices. It always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than it actually does to eat it. By OxyPow, visit our line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. By M-Drive, the presenting partner of what drives you. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, and recovery. By College Bar and Grill in Tempe. By ASU fans for ASU fans. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and all our Ice Time SW podcasts are live every week at the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the iTunes app. Ask Alexa to turn to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Whew, that one took me a minute, but I got there. <laughs> it's all new to you, too, because I know Paul just sent you a new read. So well done. Uh, I have the TV focused here in my room on the Jersey night for the Henderson Silver Knights. So we'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. We'll see you all again next Monday night. Don't forget College Hockey Southwest Weekly tomorrow at 7.30 and Club Hockey Southwest Weekly on Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time across the board. We're always live on the Podbean app. Good night. <laughs>